Hi, I'm Lauren Hubelay. I'm a gemotherapy expert here in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm here with two colleagues from Europe who have had recently some interesting experiences using gemotherapy and homeopathy with active COVID cases, um, with clients recovering from COVID in convalescent states. And I thought their information was too valuable not to share with um, all my listeners. We're in a place right now where Europe is seeing surging cases in COVID um, and America is just beginning something very similar. So those of us who have made it through um, may not make it through the whole winter without having some uh, COVID touch our family or um, community. So what we'll be looking at today is what these ladies have seen in their practices and sharing some firsthand experiences. But first, let me introduce them to you. These are both, um, both of these women have been longtime students of mine and have thriving practices of their own in their own countries. Lena, I would like to introduce you. Thank you for joining us from the Ukraine. Can you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Yes, hi Lauren. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Uh, well, I'm Lena from Kyiv, Ukraine. I'm practicing gemotherapy for almost two years right now, and uh, particularly doing some job with COVID cases because lots of people here in Kyiv are having COVID and more and more, you know. So um, yes, I'm helping them with uh, homeopathy and gemotherapy. I find uh, these two, um, two well, two directions useful, uh, particularly in this strange disease <laughs> with strange symptoms, you know. Yeah, great, Lena. Thank you so much. And Donna, come Donna, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Lauren, for inviting me. I'm very glad to be here with uh, you and Lena. Uh, my name is Dana Kempian. I am from uh, Cluj-Napoca, Romania. And uh, I'm a homeopath and a gemotherapist for the last uh, decades. And uh, now uh, for the last month, I uh, started to have uh, patients with uh, COVID symptoms. And uh, this uh, made me to uh, put in application everything I learned from Lauren. And uh, it seems that it works very well for these patients. And uh, I'm very satisfied with uh, gemotherapy and uh, homeopathy in the, such cases. Donna, I'm so happy to hear that because I know going into this as a pediatrician, you were concerned whether you would deal with COVID right, um, in your practice. So you are seeing it in your practice right now. Uh, actually, uh, the cases I had uh, were not children, uh, were adults. Uh, and one children also, one child also, but uh, I'm not sure if it uh, was uh, COVID positive because uh, it wasn't tested. But the symptoms in children are quite different from uh, adults. 
Uh, I mean, uh, in adults, we see the classical symptoms of COVID, but in children, we see a lot of uh, fatigue and a lot of runny nose and uh, nausea, but uh, not very severe symptoms. So in children, what you're seeing is more congestion, more like colds. Exactly. Okay, but with the added um, fatigue. Exactly, very tired. They, they feel very tired. They want to sleep a lot, much more than usual. Mm, interesting. I, I, want to, I want to add, uh, I also see the same symptoms uh, in grown-ups, but uh, in mild cases. You know, it's just going like, uh, uh, like a cold, catching a cold, you know. So they have also running nose and some uh, low-grade fever and fatigue. So Sometimes. you're seeing that also in adults. Okay. And, and Lena, I know you've recently dealt with some children with COVID. Any variation to their symptoms? Well, um, actually, children have usually mild symptoms. Those two had only loss of smell and some running nose in the beginning of the disease. Hmm. So you mentioned loss of smell, and that's one thing I've heard over and again. Donna, are you seeing that? Uh, yes, it was the first symptom. In each case, I was uh, treated. The first symptom was this, I don't feel any smell. And uh, But after uh, starting the treatment, in a few days, two or three days, they recovered the smell very quickly, very quickly. What do you attribute that to, Donna? Um, well, uh, I started to treat the, these cases uh, very uh, on, at the onset of the disease. So mm -hmm. it didn't last for a long, uh, the symptoms. And uh, maybe the, that's why the recovery was so quickly. I didn't have uh, very severe cases or maybe because I started the treatment very early uh, in the evolution of this disease. I don't know, but uh, it wasn't very severe. And the smell was back again in three, four days maximum. Okay, okay, very good. And Lena, what, what do you, would you add to that? Yes, well, I have a different picture, actually. I had two children with loss of smell, but uh, no other severe symptoms. So they were doing quite well. Uh, just three, or three days of uh, running nose, then completely, they lost completely their smell and uh, for two or three weeks. And uh, I even had no other symptoms. So they were quite active, having good appetite, and um, well, no other symptoms at all. Hmm. But you know, this is interesting because um, one of the premises I would have is that, from my understanding and listening to many practitioners dealing with this, this wherever that person has weakness, that seems to be the part that tends to give them the most challenge going into COVID. Is that something you might see? And might we draw a correlation with this loss of smell and that? Not always, you know. Sometimes uh, people have fatigue in the first days and they uh, lose their smell in the third 
or the fourth day. Mm -hmm. I had such cases also. So it depends, you know. Yeah, but I'm wondering if the loss of smell has any relationship to people that have challenges in their sinus area. Did you see that, Donna, at all? No, not quite. Um, the patients I was treating, uh, they had no problems with the sinus area, with the um, frequent calls uh, in, uh, in the past. No. Uh, but I think this is one of the major symptoms of this disease. Mm -hmm. But uh, as Lena said, there is a, such an enormous variety of symptoms in this disease. I mean, we cannot put a label on the symptoms, but this loss of smell is very, very common, very frequent. Mm -hmm. Donna, when you say that this, this disease has so many symptoms, what are some of the symptoms you're seeing? Well, what I saw in one of my patients, a 36 years old uh, lady uh, who was very, very healthy before, never had any problems, uh, she suddenly couldn't breathe, couldn't take air. And she told me, I feel like my airways are clogged. I cannot breathe. And um, this is quite a very frightening frightening symptom sure. and this can lead to anxiety and panic attacks she actually had some panic attacks she couldn't sleep in the night without a light or without somebody uh, by her by her side and uh, but after uh, the next day after i gave her a remedy and uh, the gemos she told me i don't know what you gave me but I, it, it was just like a miracle, miracle. All my airwaves are clear. Now I can really breathe as, as I did before. Wow. Well, you know, this is so interesting because in all the um, podcasts I'm doing on polyvagal theory, Donna, I mean, that inability to breathe is um, a signal to the body that you're not safe, right? That's a very... Um, basic signal. And so she's constantly getting that message that she's not safe. So that's alerting the panic and, and then it's a cycle, right? So yes, what, exactly. what extracts were you using with her? Well, I uh, used um, uh, silver lime, uh, which is very useful in this kind of anxieties. And of course I used, uh, I used silver lime in a microdose for its action on the nervous system. And I used, of course, uh, a mix of GEMOs uh, and I change it every day. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning I used blackcurrant, common alder and uh, lithium. And I gave this uh, for three or four times a day in the evening with hazel, of course. And uh, the next day I changed and the next day, any day uh, the symptoms were changed, I changed the treatment. Yeah, beautiful, Donna. And that's exactly what we want to be doing, right? In an acute responding exactly to the body. And so you were communicating with your patient on a daily basis there in the beginning. Absolutely. Even two times a day, I was on the phone with my patients. I, 
I couldn't do any uh, any other way because uh, uh, I need to know because I felt that the symptoms were changing very quickly. Mm. Lynn, is think, that your experience? I observed the same. Sometimes it seems like I'm 24 hours on the phone just answering their questions because yes, uh, the the situation changes quite quickly and they have new questions, what to do next? Like, uh, I have no headache anymore, I, but I have uh, greater fatigue, uh, what to do next? So yes, this disease uh, is strange in this. So Lena, when you're starting a case, is there any protocol you have found that I almost always started this way? Well, uh, usually I, I want to be sure that uh, the person has the right gemos on hand. So I, I want to be sure that he has something to use, you know? Yes. So I, I usually advise to have black currant and oak because they are quite useful in the first day and in the convalescence period also. Mm -hmm. uh, then common odor, of course, sometimes dog rose. Uh, Lithi is very, very useful. Uh, you know, it helps a lot because uh, every time we have problems with breath, breathing uh, in, especially, it helps, yeah. Uh, hazel and uh, sometimes um, I advise black poplar, especially for those who, are, uh, who have some problems with the blood or uh, people who are not, well, have, having not very strong health, you know. Actually, this is uh, quite an important question. Um, it is important to understand that um, um, what is happening with the blood. So if uh, I do not have some uh, good results or some stable improvement in five or six days, I ask them to make the test. The COVID test, okay. Not the COVID test, the blood test. So what blood tests are you doing? COVID tests, you know, are not so, <laughs> reliable. so reliable. I have cases where when people uh, had three tests and only the third one showed the COVID. So, so all the symptoms and two negative tests, you know. So Yeah. So, Lena, what, what tests are you referring to that you do well, have? them to take blood test and see um, some specific um, um, some some specific things like C-reactive uh, protein and D-dimer. Interesting. Donna, yeah. can you say more on that? Are you seeing congestion in the circulation too? Uh, well, not quite a congestion. What I saw in circulation, I saw some uh, uh, problems which uh, manifested as uh, numbness uh, in the feet or uh, um, a sensation of uh, uh, formication in the feet. Uh, about the COVID test, uh, when I started the treatment in each of my patients, they didn't have uh, done the test and I told them it's positive, I'm sure, or I don't care if it's positive or not, I'm sure it is a COVID as the symptoms were uh, manifesting. Uh, but I, other tests I didn't do because here in Romania, people are very afraid to go to the labs or hospitals because we have 
a lot of cases in the last uh, weeks, so I didn't do any other tests. But uh, since the patients were uh, quite okay before this uh, disease came, I was sure, and I know the, these patients for uh, several years, um, I was sure that they will be okay, and they were. Yeah. Trust is a, is a very important thing in this disease, to trust the doctor who is treating you or the uh, therapist who's treating you. This is very important. And as Lena said, they had all the gemmules at home because they are uh, my patients for several years and they have a, a huge pharmacy <laughs> at home full of gemmules. So I didn't have this problem with them. Yes, I think this is having what you need on hand is is a huge step forward because then you can begin treating the symptoms as soon as they appear. Lena, you're in the most challenging situation because in Kiev, people cannot go out to the pharmacy and buy gemos, and you're the source. So yeah, you able to manage that? They can buy gemos only from me, yes. Well, uh, actually for today, I have not had a single patient with, uh, on antibiotics. So I think this is great because although it is worth uh, my great effort at times to persuade them not to use antibiotics and to wait because some doctors, some traditional doctors are so anxious. So they put on antibiotics from the first or the second day of the COVID. So I don't know why, but it happens here mm -hmm. right off. You know, in America, we're seeing a, a very early um, prescription of steroids. Uh, is that something, Donna, that you're seeing there being used often in Romania? Uh, they are using steroids only in the hospital for the patient who are in the hospital. For the patient who have symptoms, but they are at home, they give uh, an antibiotic from the beginning, as Lena said, and uh, some other things, uh, vitamin C, zinc, um, things like that. No, no cortisone. But the antibiotic with a viral, is this, yeah? It, it, makes no sense, I'm sure of this, but this is the protocol. You know, allopathic medicine has protocols, so. Right. Well, actually, uh, I think it's not a, a protocol here, but because I know uh, some doctors who are dealing with uh, uh, difficult cases in hospital, they're not uh, putting on antibiotics people mm -hmm. because they know it makes no sense. But uh, there are so many doctors who do this. And this is so strange. I think in several years, uh, humanity will have no antibiotics <laughs> at all, working antibiotics. So, so ladies, we started talking about symptoms. So Donna, you were giving a, a very clear case of someone that had challenges breathing right off. Lena, do you have some um, stories about particular symptoms that stand out for you? Oh, well, I want to add, um, um, first I want to add that I have several cases uh, when people went through antibiotics and uh, then came to me because uh, the symptoms did not change at all and they had pneumonia and uh, well, severe pneumonia and uh, fever and uh, all the rest of the symptoms. So 
this is not a good decision at all. Uh, and uh, as to the other problems, um, why difficult cases, uh, several of them uh, dealt with the thickening of the blood. Yeah. So yeah. this is quite difficult for me to understand when this begins to happen, when I have to start using some gemmels uh, that will help with the blood like black poplar or darker wood or lemon maybe, some of them, yeah. Uh, they're quite useful in this, but um, sometimes you do not have the right picture, you know, what is happening. They're having fatigue for several days and headache. They're having this, um, their feet are weighted, yeah, the numbness in the feet. But um, probably these are the right symptoms and uh, I should, um, take this into intention, yeah. Sure, and when we're trying to move blood and move lymph, which we need both moving in this case, we're looking at extracts like um, common alder as a very general one, but we're looking at sweet chestnut and horse chestnut and black poplar. Donna, are those extracts you're using? I was using uh, sweet chestnut also for uh, as a tonic for the lymphatic uh, system, and uh, it was quite okay. And were you using it in those cases where they were getting some numbness? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And have you had any experience using the others, the horse chestnut or black poplar? Uh, I used only uh, sweet chestnut and common alder, but the sweet chestnut was very useful also in uh, patients with uh, who had some very, very severe uh, pains in uh, their uh, lower limbs or uh, in pelvis, especially, especially. There was a very severe pain and I gave also sweet chestnut, which was very uh, good for them. Oh, nice. And Lena, are you using all those different extracts? Well, I am using horse chestnut okay. more than sweet chestnut. I do not have sweet chestnut here. So <laughs> this is the reason. Sure, sure. Yeah. And the black poplar, usually my, my patients have black poplar and using some of poplar um, in the beginning of the disease or when they are having these symptoms with their feet, yeah. Okay, so when we talk about smell restoring, because I am sure there are folks listening that still do not have their smell back, um, where have you found success? So Donna, you said it cleared right away in your cases and you were including silver line, correct? Yes. Would you give credit to Silver Lime for that? Uh, not only, uh, maybe uh, some gemmels who uh, are uh, effective for uh, reducing the inflammation in mucosal membranes mm -hmm. may be effective also, like uh, black honeysuckle maybe. Mm, interesting, okay. Dog Rose, have you used that? Yes, of course, I use dog rose uh, at the beginning and at the end of the, mm -hmm. uh, in the convalescence also. And this also has an action on the sinus uh, zone. Okay, 
Okay, Lena, what about you? I know you have a couple cases you're struggling with to get smell back for them. They are getting better on sea buckthorn, actually. Ah, sea buckthorn, I like that. Nice idea. So Megan and I on the Jimmo podcast, we talked about sea buckthorn at the end to help restore any functions that um, weren't restored through the process. So that's good to hear. Is it coming back bit by bit, Lena? Is that how you're seeing the smell come back? Yes, it's uh, like, uh, oh, I, I, I have a smell of something, not, not of everything, but uh, I just felt that uh, here is the lemon, for instance, you know? Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's coming back by the day. So, um, you know, we, we can look to any of the extracts that were talked about for mucosal membranes and then looking at extracts for the nervous system that might affect that, like sea buckthorn or silver lime or even dog rose in microdoses for that um, matter because it works with the central nervous system. Ladies, have you noticed anything particular about elimination? Because in my teaching, I talk about the value of um, optimizing elimination through a, a, a virus so the body can eliminate the pathogens. Donna, what have you seen happens to post-elimination? Um, what I've seen uh, were loose stool, very frequent loose stools, and um, uh, a lot of cramping in the abdomen, and uh, but the eliminations were a little bit... Uh, let's say upset, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that the, this was because of the action uh, of the virus upon the mucosa lining, but also because of the emotional problems they have, the kidneys were affected, and so the elimination were quite affected. So did you, we saw these loose stools in the beginning, then did you see maybe a slowdown in having stool eliminations at all? No, no, I, I only had this kind of uh, problem with elimination, loose stool, very frequent loose stool for maybe so, sometimes for several days with nausea sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and, and we know that can also um, be a sign of the kidneys being... Exactly, So exactly. would you come in with something for support for the kidneys when you saw that? Uh, yes, I. Uh, they were also on this uh, on uh, some uh, gemo on fig on fig on uh, microdose, and I also gave some common birch, which uh, helped a lot. Right, and these were all adults, right? People over. 30. Yes, for adults. Yes, in children, I never saw this kind of uh, problems. No. Okay, Lena, did you see things with elimination change? Well, yes. Actually, I think that those patients who are okay with their elimination are going quite uh, better, <laughs> better, you know, with the COVID. So this is uh, the first thought that comes to mind. And um, yes, I do observe also loose stools at the beginning of uh, the disease. Uh, but uh, later, there are some cases with uh, constipation, like they're having loose stools for several days and uh, then no stool at all. And they explain to me that uh, they are not eating or 
they are not having something. <laughs> but I say, I explain to them that this is not the problem. They have to, to have regular stool. Uh, so we are working on this, yeah. Sure. I wonder how much the nervous system plays into that. Um, because that certainly is affected, the, this level of fear. Would you think that's true in your cases, Lena? Yes, I think so. Usually these people are quite anxious. And also those uh, homeopathic remedies I find useful for them are also speaking about the anxiety. Sure, sure. Donna, you look like you have another thought on that. Well, uh, anxiety is quite a problem for everybody in this time. And uh, I'm sure that kidneys are the first who are suffering because of this. And uh, people who are not taking care of their elimination and of their diet and of their uh, daily routine to be at least comfortable, uh, I'm sure they, they will have problems with elimination. Right. And, and I think if you go, it, it, what is the state of your body when the disease comes? Plays out tremendously. So if you're already coming into it with poor elimination and weak kidneys, um, we're going to see clearly where the problems are as the disease moves through. Yeah. You so... Know. What about convalescent ladies? Uh, like, what are we, what are you seeing has been useful for supporting folks, getting their energy back, getting elimination online um, and with any other symptoms? Donna, what, what are you using for convalescence? Uh, in convalescence, I use the common birch and I use the hazel on microdose. And uh, sometimes if the prob respiratory problems were uh, very deep, I used hazel in full dose for several, the, several days after the disease uh, was cured. Uh, and um, uh, the anxiety disappeared. Uh, uh, the, the next day they, uh, they, they felt a little bit better. So, uh from this point of view they were okay but i was uh, thinking also about uh sea buckthorn to use in convalescence uh for these patients yeah yeah i think sea buckthorn has so much to offer in in its ability to modify ph in the regions where there might have been inflammation and preventing pathogens to thrive we're coming out of this surely not in a super strong fit state so taking some time to take gemos for donna what's your recommendation for your patients a few weeks afterwards or what are you telling them uh, well, I keep in touch with them, so I don't tell them uh, how long they will have to take the GMOs. Uh, after they were getting better, of course, I didn't keep this uh, 24 hours in touch with them, but I, uh, I am keeping in touch every week. So for seven days, I'm telling them what to take, then uh, for another week, maybe something else, or you have to keep in very close with the, these kind of patients. Yeah, 
Yeah. And Lena, what about you? Well, I uh, also use uh, sea buckthorn and common birch and also blackthorn sometimes when uh, people uh, has, have used some medications, you know. So mm. this remedy is quite helpful in these cases. I also advise them to use in future some um, hazel to restore their lungs okay. better, especially in the cases when they had pneumonia. So um, hazel is, is very good for lungs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also some oak because uh, some people usually have uh, fatigue for quite a long period of time. Lena, uh, in, what are you seeing about the length of, of this progression? I mean, you have some cases I know that started months ago even. Um, what is it taking someone to come all the way through when they're treating this naturally? It's a difficult question, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the state of health on the, at the beginning, mm -hmm. before the disease year, before COVID. Sure. And um, it depends on age and on nervous system state of the person. So I had cases like uh, three, four days and also for three weeks. Okay. So sure. Donna, what about you for length of time for cases lasting? Uh, well, as I uh, told you before, I uh, have cases only uh, in the last uh, few weeks. So uh, uh, for the moment, uh, all of my cases were okay in about uh, 10 days, maximum two weeks. Uh, but uh, we have to be very careful with the, these cases of COVID because um, we never know what will happen in the future. As Lena said, there are a lot of uh, coagulation problems that can start even after the patient gets well. So um, we have to pay attention to what will happen for the next maybe six months. Sure, sure. So if I'm hearing that, what I would say is, you know, as a doctor, you're monitoring them. Might you keep them on some sort of GEMO protocol um, throughout that time. Yes, I, I, I never stop the, uh, the entire GEMO protocol, but I change it very often. But I reduce, of course, uh, the GEMOs I give, but I never stop them. Okay. okay. What I have noticed is that they're going to more chronic state, you know, like, uh, the symptoms do not change quite often when they are in convalescence period, but they do change. And uh, sometimes we have to change the gemos also, yeah. Ladies, I have a really important question for you. Um, if I'm at home and I'm listening to this and I want to be ready, um, and I want to be ready to take care of my family or myself, what advice would you have for me? Donna, what about you? Well, uh, first of all, have a lot of gemos at home. I advise you to have, uh, I have a list for my patients uh, with the gemos and their uh, homeopathic remedies to have at home, no matter if they will need them or not. It's better to have them there. 
and um, take a good care of your emotional immunity because this is very, very important in these days. And uh, it is very difficult to manage with what's happening, uh, especially here in Romania, it's quite a crazy time these days. And uh, take good care of what you're eating, good, do some exercises, even if you are obliged to stay at home, if, even if you work at home, take a walk every day outside, take a deep breath in the air. It's very important. Yeah, very good, Donna. Lena, what advice do you have? Yes, I also have the list uh, of proposed GMO extracts for everybody. And also, usually I give the list of my own advices, like uh, uh, you have to sleep good and to be very attentive to your sleep because COVID actually um, makes some changes in this. Even people who did have good sleep uh, have problems uh, in, in COVID. So uh, pay attention to your sleep and uh, add some gemmals if they're needed to restore your sleep. Then please um, drink more water or more tea. I uh, propose uh, at least uh, four liters a day or for an adult not not less you know because it's important for uh, elimination it's important for blood it's important for um for, for everything you know mm -hmm. um, then plant-based diet of course if the person is not on plant-based diet i usually ask him to make some changes for this period it's very important to to restore immunity in this in these particular days you know by changing the diet and also yes uh, make some exercises it's a very good advice also great great so listeners i'd like to direct you to a couple places you've had a, a great deal of rich information here shared thank you lena and donna you're looking for what gemos to have on hand. I want to direct you to the podcast with Megan Etheridge on 20 gemos everyone needs on hand for the coming months. If you are looking to restore your emotional health, I want to direct you over to Polyvagal Explorations and learn how you can manage your emotional health and your autonomic nervous system um, through life through exactly what we're all making it through each day. And then when you do get anxious and you're challenged, um, I have some short podcasts in the area called The Breathing Room that can help you balance that autonomic nervous system right away. Wonderful wisdom from several practitioners with the practice right in them, very short. You can listen to them while you're chopping vegetables for your family's dinner. So there's a wealth of information here for you. We want you to move into this season um, feeling confident, um, feeling like you can do this and that you have what you need to take care for yourself and your health and your family's health. Let
So perhaps you've been listening and wondering how you can work with a practitioner with gemotherapy or homeopathy for your COVID symptoms or are concerned about the future exposure to COVID. I would ask you to head on over to my website, lauren at laurenhubelay.com. In the middle of my landing page, you'll see a button, um, consult with an expert that will take you to a link that, um, where you can find all of my interns and Jimmo pioneers who have worked with me for many years in bringing the system of restoring immunity forward with gemotherapy. If you can't find that button at the bottom of the, um, footer, in the on the web page you'll find a find a practitioner link and i wish you all the best with your health and supporting your emotional and physical immunity as we move into these winter months ahead